It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to BGN Radio. Eagles outside linebacker Connor Barwin joins us. I heard you guys are the best Eagles podcast there is out there in Philly, so I'm excited to talk to you guys. It is 8 a.m. and it is game day. Eagles, Panthers, and it's a, a very important one, by the way. Sunday night football happening tonight at 8.30. We got 12 hours, 12 hours to get you started. We're going to start it uh, right here. It is BGN Radio. We are broadcasting live from the Xfinity Studios, only from Comcast. James Elser joining me to my left-hand side. What's happening, James? How are you, buddy? What's going on, Johnny? We got Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth. It's going to be great, man. Well. Uh, it's, a, it's a huge game. Yeah, uh, no. A monster, monster game, which we'll get into. Uh, yeah, we're going to break a, a lot of these things down. We're going to go over the what we think the Eagles should employ here. We'll go over a bunch of statistics. We'll say hello to our old friend Deshaun Jackson at the NFC Least at 845. We've got Brandon Lee Gowton coming up from uh, BleedingGreenNation.com at 830. And... Uh, a bunch of other stuff in the 9 o'clock hour. It's going to be a little shortened, and only because, once again, we got Sunday morning football uh, at 9.30, although the product is not great. Let's just put that out there. It is not that great. Uh, but uh, Bills, Jaguars, 9.30 in the morning. Uh, you can listen in right here after we're done. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, it, 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 product or, you know, bad or good teams on the field, it's still football early in the morning here. Yeah, it, no, it's a really, really exciting, uh, like we said last time, 9.30 football. I, I think they it's should the do best. it every week, man. I think if you could just get rid of the Thursday game, get us started early, everyone will be jacked up in the morning. It's it's. Perfect, John. Uh, but before we get into all that, we had a pretty busy day yesterday, just in the world of sports altogether. Uh, you, you don't say, John. Uh, first of all, a humongous shout out to the Flyers against the New York Rags. Uh, the three versus three overtime. Uh, you know, Gagne having a, a, a fantastic game. And I, I don't know about anybody else out there, but it looks like a completely different player since he's come over from Phoenix. Uh, and then, of course, the beautiful, the wonderful Claude Giroux last night. The captain, Claude Giroux. He's got the signal. He's got the puck. Second shooter in the shootout. Giroux on Lundqvist. Faked it. Backhand. He scores! 
scores up high. What a move. He turned Lundqvist inside out. And Tone Giroux has got the Flyers a save away from a victory. Again, Steve Mason can win it with a stop on Dominic Moore. Two to one in the shootout. Here's the third shooter for New York. The left-handed shooting Dominic Moore swings wide left side in on Mason. Faked it, backhand, can't score. Mason knocked it aside, and the Flyers beat the Rangers in the shootout, two to one. Yes, that's what we love here. Plus the uh, you know L- Lung- Lungvist. He said Lungvist. Lungvist. I liked it. I, <laughs> I liked it. That in there. Uh, Heinrich. Uh, also, by the way, just real quick in the college football area, uh, scream and shout if your football team is seven and zero. Yeah, Temple, Iowa. Andrew Salchun is buying the glass, <laughs> sticking it two thumbs up in the air there for those Temple Owls, baby. And uh, congratulations to all the all the weird Penn State fans out there. Yeah, I said it. Weird Penn State fans uh, that uh, had a sweat out a squeaker against uh, Maryland. And it, it was pretty fun. I was at a party last night, and I was actually able to make fun of Penn State yeah, fans good, for the good. first time, That's which good. was a very neat experience <laughs> there for a Temple fan. Uh, but also in the world of college football last night, it is the greatest call of the year, because it is just hilarious. If, just to set the scene real quick, if you didn't catch it, it was Georgia Tech, it was Florida State. Florida State was trying to kick a game-winning field goal. It was 16-16. They were lined up on the left hash. Everybody was very exciting. And then all of a sudden, the field goal kick got blocked. From the left hash to remain unbeaten. Blocked! Snuffed! Rubbed out! Erased! And Georgia Tech with an opportunity. Austin still on his feet. One man. You can't believe what just happened. What a time to be alive. <laughs> what a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. Yes, absolutely. So we're, we're, maybe we're trying to build a segment. Somebody. That was so good. Get to block. <laughs> what a time to be alive. Really, be, just because we heard that call, I agree with it. What a yeah. time to be what alive to, to be hear alive. that call. Twitter finally bled over into some play-by-play. It's, awesome. it's, it's beautiful. But enough about all that. Uh, we, it was an yeah. exciting Saturday. It leads us right up into Sunday NFL football. Of course, again, uh, coming from the station is uh, 9.30. We'll have Bills, Jaguars, and you want to stay tuned for that. But, you know, there's been a lot of talk this week with the Eagles-Panthers, and let's just start there. Because I do think, no matter what you, as far as the strength of schedule, which I'm with most of the people out there, I'm not completely buying this Panthers team as far as, yeah, they're world beaters. They're, they're a beatable team. But they're also 5-0. and And that's, that's not nothing. So, uh, especially with the defense that they have, they've allowed them to keep them, they've kept them in, in games here. Just like the Eagles, defense has been able to do that too and been somewhat dominating in performances here with, you know, they're winning despite Bradford. Um, I don't think that they're necessarily doing that in Carolina. Cam Newton's just making the right, right plays at the right time, and they're mostly coming in the fourth quarter. You saw that in Seattle last week. You saw that a couple of times even when they were playing weaker opponents. That's what their philosophy is. They're, they've been great. They've had a lot of success running the football. Their defense has been able to shut down and limit all the mistakes that any offense type of ma- you know makes here, and whether or not you know we can go through the the, the difference of look the offense has little to no weapons other than Cam Newton, other and Greg than Greg Olson, Olson. Uh, Jonathan Stewart's having a good year, but I'm still not buying that, and we'll get in that in a little bit. But when you're looking at this landscape here, James, uh, you know how important is this for the team and really the fan base? Like if the, if the Eagles come out, go down to Carolina, they pull this one out, 
How is everyone feeling after this? Well, it's a completely different situation, right? I, I mean, where we've been, where we felt as fans with this team, how low we were after that Dallas game and, and really uh, after the Washington game as well, we've just been consistently down this season. This is a chance to turn that all around, John, because it doesn't seem like three and three, first place, 20-point win over the Giants, I guess because it was such an ugly win. Yeah. But it doesn't seem like that is done enough for the fan base. There's still doubt. There's still negativity. If they can go into Carolina, beat a 5-0 and team, which you said, not the best team, but but good. That defense is legit. They have a lot of playmakers. Keekly, Davis, Josh Norman, who will get into the most yeah. underrated defensive player in the league, maybe. Kwan Short, Starla Tulele. You can go on and on. On offense, it all comes down to Cam. He has been, you know, I I hate the whole MVP through six games, but he's the MVP through six games, him or Brady. Um, so I, I think For that it, team, anyway. For, I'm not sure. League-wide, I, I don't know. I, I would argue it. I mean, it's close. When you, when you, just like you said, he's got no weapons, and he's running, and he's doing the things that he needs to do to win games. You have to give him props, but I, I think regardless of how good the team is, and like you said, the, the of their opponents, they're 5-0, and 10-20. and 20 is the combined record of their opponents. Not good. So uh, regardless of that, though, 5-0, and if they can go into Carolina and they can get this win, and they're 4-3, and three, top of the division, heading into that bye week, I think there's got to be some positivity, you know, and, and we'll get into it. Like, it, it's all about where you are in, in December and January, right? Absolutely. I mean, that's what it comes down to. I, I, you know, I, I put together a little list, John. Yeah, no, this is good. If you, if you look back at just, just within the last decade, uh, and I've got four examples of teams that were four seeds, five seeds, six seeds that went on to win the Super Bowl. And, and I do not think this is a Super Bowl team, especially not right now. But just to illustrate the point that it, it really only matters where you are when you get there. Look at the Ravens from a few years ago, 2012, 2013, a four seed, 10 and six. Lost four of their last five games. They get to the playoffs. Flacco goes nuts. They win the Super Bowl. Giants, both times, when they beat the Patriots, they were a four seed in 2011, a 9-7 and team. Yep. Go to win the Super Bowl. In 2007, the year they beat the undefeated New England Patriots, a 10-6 and team, a five seed. Eli Manning, John, heading in to, at the end of that season, heading into the playoffs. So just to kind of where quarterback play can be. And at that time, he had not won a Super Bowl and become Eli Manning. He had a 56% completion rate and a 23 to 20 Ugh. touchdown interception rate. So, <laughs> yes, so that's the, and, then, and there are other examples too. The Packers in 2010 were a six seed. The, the Steelers, uh, when they beat the Seahawks, were a six seed. So the point is, I don't think this is a Super Bowl team, but but it's you can't be completely out now, especially with how good that defense is. Yeah, and and it is really good. And and you know, uh, you had mentioned Josh Norman, and even last year. I thought he was still probably one of the best corners in the league that just wasn't talked about. Uh, He had some up and down games. There wasn't as many splash plays, and it was really hard to stick out when you're, you know, one, six, and one. (laughs) Leading into that, they still kind of lumped into the playoffs there. They they beat Bruce Arians, which always, always gives me great joy. With Ryan Lindley, though. Let's not give them too (laughs) much credit for that win. But it's uh, still, this defense is, is ferocious. And I think they have the best linebacker tandem in the league. I, I, I don't think it's a question, is it? No, and especially when you saw uh, uh, oh, Thomas Davis, Thomas uh, Davis pop out, pop his his finger out, mid-play. pop it back in mid, mid play, and, you, make and a you tackle. can see it. He's going to make the tackle, and he just pops it in. <laughs> yeah, so, what a, oh my god! These are tough guys, and as much as we want to say, yeah, this Eagles running game, the offensive line is look good. By the way, since Matt Tobin has been plugged in there at guard, what's up, Iowa? But uh, it, it's it is still. 
you know, a way better front seven than from the Saints, from the Giants. And there are still a couple of things that I'm not buying. Like, for instance, their running game. Just not buying it. Because when you here, – here's where I'll go, go down and, and say that I'm not a big believer in, in this, you know, in the Panthers being a, in a, a huge powerhouse here. Jacksonville, who they faced off with. We know they suck. Jacksonville stinks. Uh, 27th in defense, 22nd in offense, according to Football Outsiders. Their second opponent, Houston, 23rd in defense, which is odd for them, 25th in offense. The Saints, we all know, 32nd in defense and 8th in offense. And that's a, you know, a rival that goes back and forth there, so that's you got to play that in too. Tampa, 15th overall in defense, 31st in offense. And their, their main big test was Seattle, and they're split on both sides. They're 12th on both offensive and defensive sides of the ball. Um, you know, Carolina, but this is what I'm saying, though. Even with those rankings, you, you have to take that in consideration. But then you look at Carolina, they're 5th overall in defense. They're 11th overall in offense. That equals wins. However you want to slice it. I know it might not look as smooth or as pretty their first, you know, couple of quarters. But, again, it comes together, and then suddenly, you know, they got you. They, their defense keeps them in games just like the Eagles do. Um, I, I, I really do think that there's nationally and maybe even locally that this Eagles defense still isn't respected in the way that the Panthers are. And, sorry, they're third in DVOA. I mean, that's they actually have a better by-the-numbers defense then Carolina does. They're more opportunistic. They're not as like, you know, uh, slug it out unless you're talking about the trenches. And that's why I'm a firm believer that they can shut that run down. And that's what the Eagles have to do. It has to be a mirrored similar game plan to what happened last year. You're going to have to have Fletcher Cox and Benny Logan and Cedric Thornton create absolute chaos through the middle, contain them, and make Cam Newton throw. Well, they could do that. This Carolina offensive line is not good. All right. It's played much better than expected. But from a talent perspective, they were ranked as, as you know, one of the, the bottom five le- lines in the league heading into the season. Without question. The, it's a bunch of retreads. They have the blind side playing left tackle for them. <laughs> that guy's terrible. Out. He can't play anymore. I mean, they're, they're not a good football team right now. They got a lot of issues. I mean, excuse me, not a good offensive line. Uh, they've played over their heads a bit. You saw it in the Seattle game. They, they, that was a lot of Stewart. It really wasn't the O-line making huge holes for him. It was a lot of Stewart. And that Seattle defense, uh, it's, a, it's in a weird spot right now. That, that did not look like the Seattle defense that we know, or even the Seattle defense we've seen so far this season. It was just a very uh, a strange performance. And obviously they've had issues in the fourth quarter. So it's hard to take too much away from it. But it was an impressive win. Anytime you go into Seattle and you get a win, that's impressive. But uh, you know, it's kind of both teams. It's a weird spot because both teams are coming in off – Big wins. Both teams, a short week for the Eagles. Uh, didn't have to travel, though, whereas Carolina had to go to Seattle. Now heading down to Carolina. So they're kind of both factors canceling that out in terms of you know, let down game or, or, or anything like that. I think it helps that the Eagles are heading into the bye week, though. There's oh, nothing to sure. look past. There's nothing to look he- ahead to. No division game. So I, I think that should help. But it, it, I think, John, I think it's going to be a really close game. I, I don't see it being an easy win on either side of the ball? No, no, absolutely not. And it's just the the thing that blows me away is this happens every time. Every time that someone has a a good record uh, or gets, you know, they just get credit, an immense amount of credit, and and they shouldn't be. This happened last week with the Giants. Oh, they can really run the football. They're, you know, they're second in the league as far as stopping the run or stopping the run, right? Um, 
And they're the, the the two inside guys. Oh, that interior line of the Giants is really really good. Until you face the Eagles' defense, which is pre- the, 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 their defensive. You know, the running game completely shuts it down. That's what I'm saying. I'm not buying that. That that's where the the Jonathan. St- I'm not buying any of it. Like Ryan Khalil, Trey Turner, Andrew Norwell, along with Michael Orr. Give me a break. Like th- these guys are going to rip that front apart. So Cam Newton again is going to have to make plays. He's going to have to find Greg Olson. And I'm not sure what they're going to do as far as... I know Chip was saying, like, yeah, I'm not going to go into the spy game. I'm not going to do any of that. BS. I don't know if it's going to be Kendricks or Barwin or whoever it is, but that's definitely what's going to happen again this year. Yeah, I don't know if it'll... It'll either be a spy or it'll be a a strong contained scheme. One way or the other, you have to keep Cam in that pocket, keep him from getting outside, keep him from picking up those crucial yards on the ground, because that's what makes him explosive. You know, he's, a, he's got a great arm. He can make the throws, but what distinguishes himself and what's really made him great this year, he's run the ball 10 times a game. That's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. You know, so I, I think that if they can find a way to, to keep him in that pocket, which is what they did last year, sack him, get to him, get pressure, blitz, uh, I think you got to find a way to really keep him in there, and that's going to be a, a huge key because, John, I, I, I get what you're saying. I don't think Carolina is as good as a, a great undefeated yeah. team, but Cam Newton really is playing at a high level right now. You can see it when you watch the guy. He's making smarter decisions. He's getting more out of less around him. He's going to be an issue. Yeah, oh, oh, for sure. And uh, one guy that's never an issue and always pretty much joins us every Sunday. I see him on the line right now. Charles in the Northeast, what's happening, buddy? Hey, John, James, great show as always, guys. Thanks, Thanks man. Charles. Let me say this. I, two quick things before I get to the Eagles game. Honey from Pittman, it was a first-round knockout. I knocked you out. <laughs> there's, there's no rematch, okay? And I'm calling out this guy who goes been calling the last four months under the guise of Steven. Steven, he acts like he's, a, he's an objective fan. He's a Cowboys fan. He's Hodge. He's been calling Anthony for years. Hodge, if you keep calling Steven, I'm going to expose you on every show on the station, from Gargano <laughs> till Stasiak and Lombardo. I'm after you, brother. Now, the game tomorrow. I think the Eagles are going to win this tonight. I think the Eagles will win this game. I agree with you, James. I think it's a close game. I give Carolina all the credit in the world. 5-0 is 5-0. I don't care who they beat. You can only beat who you play, okay? Exactly. You're right, Charles. And that was a big win by them last week. But I think Carolina's strengths play into the Eagles' strengths. They're going to try to run the ball. They're going to try to run Newton. I don't think they're going to be able to do it. Now, I think the Eagles win this game 24-17 if Bradford doesn't turn the ball over. But, James, you heard me say this yesterday. I'm going to say it to you again. Uh, I've been a Bradford guy. But either he's going to come along, he's going to come along with the rest of the team that's ready to win right now, the defense, the special teams, and the rest of the offense that's ready to win this division and make an impact in the playoffs. Either he's going to stop coming the ball over to the other team, or for me, he's out. I'll be placing with Sanchez because the fact is Sanchez has proven with a good defense and a good running game, he's been to two AFC championship games. There's no more next year or two years from now. I'm not worried about Bradford's contract. Either he's going to up his level tonight or I'll be placing before the Dallas game because for the Dallas game because this team is ready to win now and I'm not going to stand for Bradford yeah. hand, handing the ball over to the other team. Charles, yeah, Charles, absolutely. Charles, I, I'm, I'm with you and that's something we wanted to get into. The, the, it's been all over the station this week, the discussion about Bradford and look, all you have to do is watch the game. He stinks. He stinks right now. He's not a good quarterback. He is not making a, the, basically the reasons they brought him in here. He is not Exhibiting those on the field, the accuracy, the smart decisions, the quick decisions, none of that is happening. Having said that, 
<laughs> Having said that, and I have said in games, I have been at that point in games where it's looked so bad, and each win is so important that I've said, for this game, I think you make the switch. In hindsight, I don't know if that would have been the right move or not, but that's how I felt in the moment. But right now, you have to give this guy more time. I know, I know yeah. it's hard watching it, but you have to. You have to. This team is not winning a Super Bowl with Mark Sanchez, and, and I don't think they're winning a Super Bowl with Sam Bradford, but at least theoretically, the potential could be there. It's been two years since he played. It's a new system. It's chemistry with new receivers. There's a lot going on here where I think as much as I've derided him at times and as bad as he looks, I think you have to give the guy a little bit more time to try and figure it out. Well, here's the thing with the Bradford discussion, and I get it, and I ever I understand everyone's frustration. I'm frustrated. Like this is, it's, it's been abysmal. It's been very up and down. Um, I think we get... Abysmal might be kind. Yeah, yeah. like you can't you can't make those throws that uh, that he's done. Like missing a wide open Zach Ertz is is not not good. End zone interceptions are not good. Here's the problem I have with the Bradford discussion, and it's not really just like, hey, you know, this is bad. If you make the switch to Sanchez, you can't get Bradford back. So if you're done with him right now, that that's a problem. Like you, you're, you're you're just closing the book on him. I don't think you can go back to Bradford at any point in time because what if Sanchez struggles? You can't flip it back and then have it be rosy. It's not going to put a fire under his butt. Why not though? What what makes you say that? Why? Well, do psycholo- you, I mean, you're already it, losing. Couldn't it go both ways though? I get that psychologically. Psychologically, sure, you know, it, it can it can hurt the confidence and whatever. But couldn't it also? psychologically say, you know, screw this. I'm better than this guy. I'm going to go out and prove it when I get my chance. Well, maybe. Uh, for Sanchez, maybe. I'm just saying if if Sanchez doesn't grab that by the horns, it's going to be really hard to, uh, no, I'm to, to, to do I'm talking about Bradford. Anything. I'm saying... Yeah, Bra- I don't think so. I, I don't think so. It's, but regardless, here, here's, here's my point in all this. There is no clear answer here. And we're trying to, as a fan base, as analysts, as everything else, we keep trying to fit this square peg in a round hole. Colin Kaepernick is not an answer. That is not an answer. Jay Cutler is not an answer. The answer is, whoever it is, you're either going to stick with Bradford and extend him into next year or a couple more years on a cheap deal. If he plays better. <laughs> right, if he plays better. Or you're going to get rid of him. You're going to stay with Sanchez for $5.5 million. You're going to draft one or two quarterbacks, and you have to develop them. It's one thing Chip Kelly has not done. This was his selection. Bradford was his selection. Not, and he's swinging and missing so far. But it, 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 I'm still not going to kill the move. People are co- coming out here and saying, like, it was the worst trade ever. No, it wasn't. No, Nick Foles stinks. <laughs> no, it wasn't. it wasn't. I've heard a lot of Nick Foles' love again, and, and I don't know if people are watching him play in St. Louis. He's terrible. not good. Been terrible. And that's that. we can get in. Well, we'll get into a big discussion because Brandon Lee Gowton is coming up at 830. Uh, so Joe and Lenny just hang on the line for a little bit. But that's one thing we'll get into with Brandon because there is no, there's so many odd suggestions that are there, but they're not clear options. They're not better options out there of this is a better plan than what's here right now. It just isn't. And we can even revisionist history. There still isn't a better plan unless you wanted to Jenison Cox and a whole bunch of draft picks and go crazy for Mariota, which I thought they should have done. But other than that, I, I mean, it's really hard to knock on the door when you don't have any of the free and agents. And at, le- at least he took a risk there. I, I'm yeah. not going to kill Swing the guy for, the for, for, for trying to, to hit a home run. Uh, it's BGN Radio. You're listening to it right here on 97.5 The Fanatic. And if you need a little bit of pump-up juice here, we've yeah. got we've got something fired uh, up. a little fun from last year. We're, it's uh, James Elster and John Parcher. We're coming back right with 
Brandon Lee Gowton from BleedingGreenNation.com right here on 97.5 The Fanatic. Six, pressure from Kendricks, and he twists down Newton. D'Angelo Williams could not pick up Michael Kendricks for the blitzing set. Newton gets the snap off. The Eagles bring five, and Cam lost the football. After the four-yard game by Williams, here he goes again to the left. He lost the football. Philly had their hands on it first. Eagles ball. From the 31, Newton's first pass attempt, and the night is intercepted. Three plays, two turnovers. Harry Williams with the pick. Newton threw it right to Fletcher. Bradley, Fletcher, pick six. Fly, Eagles, fly. What a time to be alive! Ah, yes, the best NFL theme music in the land. Easily. I don't think it's close. Yeah, I love it. I get I get the chills every time I hear this. It's BGN Radio right here on 97.5 The Fanatic. Uh, and by the way, of course, uh, we have Monday morning football coming up in an hour. Our good man, Andrew Selchun, is throwing up the poll question on uh, at 97.5 The Fanatic. Would you pay or would you want to be in London? Would you make the trip to London even if it was... Bills Jaguars. Would you just go there just to go there? Yeah. Uh, why wouldn't you? It's see it London. at Wembley? London's great. Let's and, do it. I would want to see. Wait, hold up. Who's paying for the trip? Yeah. If, if it's getting <laughs> paid for, I'm definitely in. I'd kind of want to go to, I would want to go there just to hear what, like, uh, you know, the Englanders' yeah. hot takes are. Well, and also, game, I know? think I think Wembley's a good point. To be in that stadium for a game is neat. It's a soccer stadium. It's it's the one of the most famous stadiums on the planet. Uh, it'd be a very cool experience. And I, and I think, uh, at least from what I've heard, they really get into it over there. Yeah, oh, they should. And that's why I, I think that the thing that's missing from the NFL overall is they need to adopt the soccer chance in the NFL, man. That would be that would be amazing to hear. Totally agree. Um, that whole soccer fan mindset. And one thing that uh, we need more, especially in Radioland, on the blogosphere, anywhere else, it is our good man, Mr. Brandon Lee Gowton from BleedingGreenNation.com, joining us right now on the Comcast Business Hotline. Brandon, what's happening, man? How are you? You're too kind, guys. Glad to be here. Uh, would you make the trip to London, by the way, just for fun? No. <laughs> you're out. You're good. You're good where you're at. Wow. Just totally disagreed with me there. <laughs> nice. You just told me to shut up. I like it. So, BLG, just before the break, uh, we were just kind of contemplating back and forth here. Of, I just think, look, the Bradford discussion is is relevant and looking for better options is the right discussion to have. I just don't see a clear one. And I think all the suggestions this week from Colin Kaepernick to RG3 to switching in for Sanchez is not a clear enough answer. And that's more of a change because of a change. Like, I don't I don't see any uh, how that improves your football team. But, it, it, you know, with how long would you have to stay with Bradford? How long are you going to wait this thing out? Is it past the bye week? Is it a game-by-game performance? What would you do uh, if you were Chip Kelly right now? pretty much the rest of the season for me i mean i just don't know what mark sanchez really brings you that's significantly better what sam bradford is i mean we already saw mark sanchez last year we did we saw him through a big enough sample size where i think you you know what you have in him and really in summer this year and you know preseason and everything he didn't look like he made a lot of progress from last year you know this isn't like he he lit up the preseason in the summer and and you kind of like to see what he would do in there i just i don't I really like Mark Sanchez as a backup quarterback. I just don't think, you know, he's really the answer. 
And I, I think you're just kind of stuck with writing out Sam Bradford as, as good or bad as that might be. Yeah, I'm with you, BLG. Let's uh, let's segue into the game, Eagles-Panthers. Speaking of Bradford, uh, what do you see the offense doing? We've, we've talked a lot about how good this Carolina defense is. How do you attack it if you're Pat Shermer and Chip Kelly? How are you going about attacking this stout Carolina defense? Yeah, well, you don't want the ball in Sam Bradford's hands a lot, obviously. <laughs> I think, uh, I think the, the, the game plan here isn't to pass, as we've kind of talked about in the last two weeks, You know, where you're kind of probably trying to pass more because Eagles face some teams with some bad pass defenses and, and more vulnerable uh or more stout run defenses. But I think in this case, the Panthers uh, are obviously a good defense and they're not bad against the run by any means, but they are a little bit more vulnerable there than I think they are in the passing game. And you you look at this Eagles run game and the fact that DeMarco Murray was able to get over a hundred yards against the Giants defense that ranked uh, top in the NFL in terms of rush allowed, rush yards allowed per attempt going into last week. so And you look at the offensive line is just playing better as a whole. So I think this is a game where you really want to ride on those running backs, especially with Murray leading the way there and hoping, you know, you can really pound it out against the Panthers defense. Yeah. And speaking of the running game, I mean, they've had success for the last two weeks and uh, it doesn't, doesn't hurt that, you know, the saints and and the giants aren't the greatest defenses in the world. Um, If they can't get it moving, uh, I, I know that's going to be a, a really tough situation for them to get out of here, but um, and that's where it comes. I, I don't know. I just don't. I don't have the same confidence as I had the last two weeks with this Carolina front. Can they run the football against these guys? I think it's possible. Uh, I think they only rank something like 18th in run defense by football outsiders. They allow something like uh, 18th least yards for rush attempt. So that's that's not terrible, but I think it's obviously the weaker point of their defense and I do think, you know, the Eagles offensive line really is making progress and and the running backs are looking better. I think Murray easily is coming off of his best game, not in terms of just production, but the way he looked when he ran last week was the first time I looked at him and said, "Wow, you know, Marco Murray actually looks fast. He looks like a threat. He doesn't look slow. He's not running into his offensive lineman. He doesn't look plodding." So I think that absolutely has to be the game plan, especially with Bradford. You know, you can't really trust him. He's, he's throwing turnovers. He's just not making easy throws. He's not accurate. I think running the ball is really the way to go. Brandon, let's pivot to the other side of the ball. We've talked a lot about Cam Newton. Obviously, that, that's the guy you're worried about. If you're Billy Davis, how do you go about stopping Newton? Are you worried more about the run or the pass? What's your mindset going in to defend this dynamic guy? Overall, with just the Eagles defense, I almost feel like you're you're confident in them enough now, or at least should be, because they've been playing so well. They rank something like three overall overall now by football outsiders. They're a really good unit. They're probably getting Michael Kendricks back. I think that's gonna help the pass rush if he's able to play. We'll see how much how often he plays. But you know, this Eagles defense is good. I think that's not really the concern in this game as as much as we want to talk about Cam Newton, as much as we want to talk about how Panthers run the ball a lot. I think the Eagles, you know, match up really well when it comes to run defense. They're obviously one of the better teams in the NFL at stopping the run. Haven't allowed a hundred yard uh, attempt since who knows when, just since the beginning of time. And uh, when it comes to Newton specifically, you know, the Eagles did spy him a little bit with Connor Barwin last year. Billy Davis talked about, and you know, part of the reason they did that is just Barwin is such a good big athlete. They feel comfable doing that. I think you see that possibly a little bit again. 
But I think it's going to be a, a different game for Cam Newton. Obviously, he was sacked nine times last time. I don't think we're going to see that this time. I think he's, you know, he's healthier. He's not coming off that ankle surgery. It'll be a tough matchup for the Eagles defense. We're talking with Brandon Lee Gouton from BleedingGreenNation.com. And just to step outside and look at the NFC East, because there's another important matchup that's happening. Uh, you know, I think it's going to be the national game here at 425. Giants-Cowboys. And it, there's a couple of, you know, there's a little bit of back and forth. I've noticed it on Twitter. Even me and James kind of disagree on this. I, I think if you're the Eagles fan base, you have got to root for a Giants victory here. Well, I, I say that because I think the Cowboys need division losses, and you need to kind of kick them when they're down here. Eagles have already proved that they can hang with the Giants. They've had their number for a long time. Who would you be rooting for uh, in this game? Well, you want to phrase it that you're rooting against. Well, you against, don't want to say yeah, that you're rooting exactly. for. The, 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 you say you're rooting against the Selecting Cowboys, the two he's Eagles. He's right there. Yeah, Brandon's yeah. right. Good point, Brandon. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm with John here. Sorry, James. I have to oh. say that, that you should, as an Eagles fan, you should want the Giants to win this game because I think they're honestly less of a threat to the Eagles. I mean, the Eagles have already beat them. So at worst, these two teams are going to split the series in that final game at the end of the season. Uh, the Eagles haven't beat the Cowboys yet. They lost to them. So, you, you know, there, there's obviously risk there. And if somehow the Cowboys get healthy, they get Des back, they get Romo back, and, they're, and they kind of get hot here at the end of the season, you know, I think they're, they're a little bit more of the threatening team. Now, with that said, uh, it's always dangerous when you keep those Giants alive because they'll just pull a Super Bowl run out of nowhere. Yeah, so you guys are just both wrong. So that's fine. <laughs> this Dallas team stinks. Tony Romo's not back for a while. Uh, not a threat. Root for the Cowboys. All right, root against the Giants. Thank you. Yeah, you uh, Brandon, before we get you out of here, what's your prediction for the game? How do you see it playing out? You know, I, I see the, the Eagles' defense really having another strong performance here. I, I don't think this Panthers' offense is anything they can't handle. My big question is, you know, will the Eagles be able to score against this Panthers' defense? You know, will they be able to, to move the ball? They've made some progress in offense in recent weeks, but I'm still kind of not – fully confident they're going to have a ton of offensive success. So I have to take the Panthers to win 21-17. Hey, uh, we'll take it. I'm on a, I'm on a pick against the Eagles and they win streak, so we'll we'll happily accept that. Brandon Lee Gouton from BleedingGreenNation.com, uh, the editor-in-chief, the Hefe, the one that puts us all together. Thank you so much for joining us right here on the Comcast Business Line, my friend. Take care, guys. Uh, so we'll have the NFC lease coming up at 845. Lenny and Nick, if you're on the phone lines, hang out a little bit longer, and we'll get to that. It's BGN Radio with John Barchard and James Elzer right here on 97.5 The Fanatic. Got to be real careful with this ball. Gets it away. Good kick. 55 yards. Scrolls to the 35. Hits the accelerator. Scrolls at the 40. Fakes out Norman. Darren Scrolls. Gone. Why you would punt the ball to Darren Sproles in the middle of the field, I have no idea. Never punt the ball to Darren Sproles. I just wish in the middle of the field. I just wish everyone could have seen you mouthing the call <laughs> word for word. Well, we use it on the podcast a lot. Nerd. It's one of my favorite calls from last year. Nerd uh, at BGN underscore radio. That is us. It's BGN Radio here on ninety seven five. The fanatic job, Archer James Zeltzer, trying to get you pumped up. Uh, we got twelve hours to go, almost to uh, to kick off. 
But that's how we like to start it here on the It's less than 12, John. Less Let's get 12. him psyched, man. Sorry. Only 11 about 11, 11 hours and 20 minutes or so, There man. you go. So, get ready. We're there. But, um, you know, before we get back into the discussion and before we try and get back into the pump-up, we're going to break down some more matchups. Jamie Lynch, the bro himself, will be joining us at 9 o'clock from 97.5 The Fanatics Morning Show. Plus, we got Godfather Lux coming up at 9.15 and actual real-life football at 9.30. But right now, let's get into the NFC least. Hey, James, uh, tell me if this sounds familiar. Okay, John. So uh, let's, let's travel on down to Washington and visit our old friend Deshaun Jackson. Hmm. So first of all, Mike Jones from the Washington Post comes out, much like Jimmy Kemsky did <laughs> a couple of years ago, and says, I just can't see them hanging on to Deshaun Jackson. I can't see him back this year to the tune of $9.25 million next season. It's not reliable enough. Explosive, yes, but he's not very versatile. Versatile or dependable? Wait, 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 wait. Hmm. He's not reliable? Hmm. Deshaun Jackson? So that, no, that, man. That article came out, right? And then... Uh, Mike jo- I'm surprised you didn't say a Mike Jones. <laughs> Mike Jones. It's a, it's, a, it's a random reference right there. <laughs> so, yeah, that comes out. And then all of a sudden, as I have in my hand here, a couple of days later, TMZ reporting, and granted, it's TMZ. They've got a lot of things wrong. They've got details wrong. But uh, Deshaun Jackson's L.A. home was the scene of a violent home invasion incident this week. Hmm. And at least one person inside got pistol whipped. But here's where it doesn't make sense to me, James. And somebody's got to tell me, this is either TMZ's fault or it's eerily similar to what happened in South Philadelphia <laughs> just a couple of years ago. Yeah, no, it's, it's so, the same. So, oh, my goodness. So let me get this straight. And this is what TMZ is reporting. It all went down Wednesday morning at Jackson's home in California where Deshaun Jackson was nowhere around, oddly enough, like he wasn't in around his South Philly home and in making sure to Instagram and, and tweet pictures that he was definitely in Miami. So there were four. That's what we call an alibi, John. Four right. to five people that stormed the house with guns. Stormed. That's the word they use. That's the word they use from the source. But then six people inside fought off the intruders. The intruders also knew exactly where all the security cameras were. And the only damage out of that is somebody got pistol whipped. Hmm. <laughs> They fought him uh, off, John. What's hard to believe? They fought him off. They stormed with guns. Fists beat guns. That's what we've learned, John. And you know what? The gunmen were so upset that they went, oh, this will not be tolerated and pistol whip somebody after you stormed? But, That's what I'm saying. Something TMZ is either reporting this incorrectly or, hmm, <laughs> what is going on there? So his money's going to be taken away, and there's a home invasion Hmm. I don't know. We'll have to see what's going on there. We'll have to keep an eye on yeah. that and see if there's any updates. But, uh, you know, any... <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, he hasn't even played this year, too. Can we talk about that? Yeah, let's do this real quick. Also, a, a just quick should-have-kept update. I know we, we this has been the, the whole off-season discussion of should-have-kept. So let's start with LaShawn McCoy. LaShawn McCoy last week actually had a pretty good game. He was decent. You know, played second game of the season, though. So. Yes. Yes, exactly. Uh, 17 attempts, 90 yards, 5.3 yards per carry, and a touchdown. Also, but DeMarco Murray, 21 for 112, also 5.3 yards per carry, and a touchdown. Evan Mathis, up and down, 
uh, not uh, as great of a game as he's had, but, but John, has been completely blown off the ball most of the time. Pro Football Focus loves, loves him, John. Guy. Yeah, they yeah. love him. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, we just mentioned, zero snaps. Brandon Boykin, the, the snap count keeps increasing, but not for him. So last week, 13 snaps for 359. This week, 13 for 431. Did have a couple of special teams, but it actually went against the Steelers. Trent Cole, eight tackles, zero sacks, and the snaps keep declining. That's not very good, John. Todd Harriman's hasn't played since week two. He might get cut, too. And like, Harriman's is on the point of where he might get cut. And he needs to, he's been a healthy scratch this entire time. So we'll keep doing that every week. I don't want to be right. I don't want to be wrong. Uh, but uh, it's so far, other than Jeremy Macklin, who I think this team is desperately missing. Yeah, they really need Macklin. That's, that's pretty funny. That's the point that it comes down to. Macklin would be such a big difference for this team. But uh, agreed. Otherwise, that, that you can't look at any of those and say that, that they've downgraded at those positions. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we'll get back into the uh, the Carolina Eagles discussion because there's still a lot to get to. But let's start uh, back on the phones with Nick and Pottstown. Nick, what's happening, man? How are you? Doing well. How are you guys doing? Good, man. Good. Thanks for calling, Nick. Good. Well, thank you. Um, I'm a big fan of the website. I've been a member since 2008. Listen to all your podcasts. Awesome, man. Um, no, you guys are great. You guys are great. I'm home with uh, two five-and-a-half-month twins that are both sick. It's horrible. Oh, my God. Oh, Nothing oh, is more disgusting than this NFC East. <laughs> so, <laughs> awesome. Having said that, um, I do think the Eagles will actually find a way to beat Carolina today by week, turn it around, and make the playoffs. I really oh, I do. I like it. I like it. I don't know why. Maybe I'm just being a fool. Maybe the fact that it's 9 o'clock in the morning on Sunday, I don't know. But I, I do think like this year is kind of like a rookie year for Chip Kelly. I know it's his third year, but it's a completely new roster, new people, new pieces. These are the, pe- the people that, quote, unquote, fit his system. I think Bradford's going to pick it up. I think we're going to surprise a few people, make the playoffs this year, and maybe do something next year after that. There's nobody in the draft this year, as far as quarterbacks go, that really are going to set the world on fire, in my opinion. Yeah, Nick, I think there's a couple of guys in there. And actually, you know, I was pretty down on Connor Cook, but he's actually come on as of late. I think he could be one of those potential guys. But you're right, none of these guys are, and they're going to get overdrafted, for sure, because it's a quarterback. Because they're quarterbacks. It's, it's, it's just what happens. But there are a couple of guys out there who I think – you can fit the mold there. And sorry, go ahead, James. And well, Nick, also, I, you know, I don't think you're silly to say the Eagles, uh, you know, you have a feeling they're going to make the playoffs because percentages wise, they're the favorite yeah, to make the playoffs. No, and we appreciate the call. We're just going to roll through here because we want to get everybody in. Oh, it's our favorite friend, Lenny from Pittman. Lenny, what's happening, buddy? Good morning, gentlemen. I'd like to just say uh, congratulations, Charles, that you thought you won round one. I was actually <laughs> playing rope or doper. I was on the rope, and you're the dope. Oh, look but, at uh, that. Look but at listen, that. Um, I, I want to clarify myself. I didn't get a chance to finish last week. There's actually 32 teams in the league. I call Hey, you learned something, <laughs> Wendy. I'm proud of you, buddy. <laughs> Let me finish. Okay, 32 teams actually play in the NFL, and then there's the 30. Like, you know how Seattle has the 12th man on the field, even though he's not on it? Okay, Charles is the 33rd team in the league. He's the, 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 he's the, he's the Charles Thunderbolts of the, of the Northeast. 
They win the Super Bowl every year. They go sixteen and zero every year. Hey, Lenny, Lenny, is, Lenny, is, is Lenny that, can I gotta be honest, man? Your 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 material's getting worse. Yeah. You, 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 come on, man. Is that Northeast Camden or is that Lenny. Northeast Philadelphia? Because I know that was kind of brought up last week too. Uh, but well, let, you know, Lenny, we appreciate the call. We just we need to fit everybody. It's, in here. it's just been getting worse though. At the first <laughs> week, you like, had me cracking up, and now uh, you know it's getting stale. It's getting stale. You need say. some new material. Maybe needs to bring a writer. Maybe an outside writer yeah, coming that would out. Be good. That's a good idea. That would be a good there idea. Go, I gotta say, Charles is at least you know has the same kind of fire each week. So uh, let's go to Zach in Swedesboro. Zach, what's happened this morning, man? How are you? Hey, good morning, guys, and happy uh, NFL Sunday. Yes, yes happy NFL Sunday. Uh, one thing you know that blows my mind, and my friends and I always talk about, is who would ever think that in a Chip Kelly coach team that the biggest fear is the offense and the defense is a certainty. It's crazy, right? Like it's it's a complete flop of of th- like they should be third in offense and twentieth in defense, but it's the comp- complete reversal. Chip here. Kelly, defensive guru. Yeah, yeah. Chip yeah. Kelly. By the way, who <laughs> who doesn't Kelly. care about defense has the third best in the league right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe it's a good thing he doesn't care about defense or that. <laughs> Keep not caring. <laughs> but um, I, you know, I had a question for you guys too. And I mean, first of all, with this game, I think that we do match up well with our run defense, and uh, I do think we do pull out a W just as long. And this is, you know, a long shot. Bradford doesn't turn the ball over like he has been. But, um, uh, it's a long shot. No, he's going to. <laughs> just, just accept that he's already going to do that. They need to but win I in do spite have a of question it. Going down like the road, um, if. You know, our four at inside linebackers with Hicks obviously showing he could play. Um, if they're all healthy towards the end of the year, I know D'Amico's definitely an inside guy, but we're a little weak on the outside. Are any of those linebackers' ability to play the outside linebacker to spell a Brandon Graham so we don't see a Marcus Smith on the field? Yeah, well, I tell you what, Zach, and we appreciate the phone call. We're just right up against the break. It's a great question. And we're going to have Jamie Lynch in at 9 o'clock. We're going to answer that on the flip side. But it's a really it's a good really question. It's a really good question. Because I, I have a couple of thoughts on that. But it's BGN Radio presented by BleedingGreenNation.com. It's John Barcher and James Zelter right here on 97.5 The Fanatic. It's BGN Radio right here on 97.5 The Fanatic. And we are broadcasting live from the Xfinity Studios, only from Comcast. What a time to be alive, what Johnny. A, you know, it's every uh, every Irish white boy's fantasy to be house of pain, right? It's just like Jack Jams. Oh, nine. yeah. Yeah, that's all Andrew listens to. Our, our producer, Andrew Salchunas, is <laughs> is in his, in his early 20s and yet somehow only listens to Jack Jams. Don't let the Jack Jams, guys. Come on. <laughs> uh, yeah, because every it, Christmas. Didn't Jack Jams didn't have, like, Dan? Patrick, then he used to, you know, and welcome to the big show or something like that. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm just dating myself now. Not that I own the CD or anything, uh, but uh, yeah, lie. we are uh, breaking down where uh, Carolina and the Eagles, uh, we're going to have Jamie Lynch from the morning show coming up. In fact, we're going to have him. Let's do it now. Right now. He's joins <laughs> us on the uh, Comcast business line. Jamie, what's happening, buddy? How are you this morning? I'm doing great. Jock Jams Volume 4 belongs in some type of museum. <laughs> oh, gosh. Of course. <laughs> was, uh, why am I not surprised there? Why am I not surprised? <laughs> hey, but I, uh, I, I think it was Chris Berman that was on it. Oh, he's yeah, right. It was Berman. Nice job. It's a good job by you. Uh, are you. Well, my first question is, are you hungover, A, and are you in Brooklyn today? Uh, yes and no. Ah, okay. One out of two. One out of two is not bad. Philadelphia. Okay, good, good, good. Uh, what a time to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> but we're looking at the, the landscape of everything here with this, with this uh, you know, Eagles-Panthers game. How are you feeling about this, Jamie? 
Uh, I actually feel surprisingly good, and I kind of hate myself for feeling good about this because it is a tough matchup. Uh, I just think we'll handle Cam. Uh, he doesn't scare me. I mean, if you look who they've beat, minus Seattle, it's atrocious. Uh, our defense is playing on another level right now, so I really think we'll handle him. And if we can just cover Greg Olson and try and let them beat you on the outside, I think it shapes up nicely for the Eagles. All right, everyone who knows Jamie Lynch, the silent pro, knows that he has an affinity for celebrity and, and the TMZ of things. So as a result, Jamie, why don't, who's on this week's scumbag report? So uh, there's two stories out there that caught my eye. Uh, I'm sure you know one of them, at least. Uh, our old friend, Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, we, we were just talking about him, actually. Yeah, jackpot. Uh, uh, this is the second time in three years now that uh, his home has been targeted and robbed. Hmm. Um, hmm. <laughs> but he does, but he, he's not really that friends with gangsters. Hmm. 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 Uh, apparently, the, the guy that was in his house in California was the target of uh, a gang invasion. Five or six guys invade the house, knew where the security cameras were, have apparently been hmm. in there before. Hmm. Um, I mean, his his place in South Philadelphia was targeted and robbed of a lot of money when he was here. Uh, and, you know, Elliot Shore Parks is a guy that kind of speculated what that meant. And, uh, you know, Deshaun left the Eagles shortly thereafter. I wonder so, what happened uh, to that uh, $20,000 reward that he came out there. Yeah. I don't know what happened to it. <laughs> so uh, we're starting to see a pattern here with old Jackpot. And uh, I'm curious to see if there's going to be more that comes out later. Yeah, I don't know. That's the that's the other thing for me too. Because if it does, if it does, it, well, more needs more needs to come out because something's something's obviously missing. Look, from if the more store. comes out, there's a good chance he's going to jail. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> so. could be too. yeah this this is snowballing downhill, and uh, I think we may hear a couple more jackpot stories in that's the right. coming weeks. Who's uh, who also uh, made the scumbag report this week? Oh, uh, Fred Jackson. What a week for uh, Jacksons, how huh? About that. <laughs> Uh, Fred Jackson was drag racing outside of the Seahawks practice facility. Uh, he has a black Corvette. Uh, some reports, there were six witnesses, they were actually autograph seekers, that said they saw him and Marshawn Lynch, my cousin Marshawn, hey, revving hey. their engines <laughs> and racing at up to 100 miles an hour. Now, Jackson says he just lost control of the car and hit a stop sign. I mean, you guys have been driving for a while. <laughs> <laughs> How often do you lose control of your car? <laughs> Only when there's a squirrel on the road, and I don't think there was a squirrel on the road when he was drag racing. Yeah. So. so something tells me old Fred was up to no good there, drag racing outside the facility. Man, I love that. So before we get – <laughs> what a week for Jackson's, like I said. Uh, before we get Jamie out of here, Jamie, uh, and, and next week we'll have a, uh, a new segment with Jamie, or a new part of the segment. Uh, it would have happened this week, but Jamie forgot. So, uh, oh, totally forgot. It's yeah. a good job. It's a good job by Jamie. Yeah, I'm on but, point. But, Jamie, uh, as everybody knows, producer of the morning show, you guys have the most awesome, ridiculous guest lineups each week. So uh, what, what's coming up uh, after game day tomorrow, and, and what's the week look like? Well, it's a bye week, uh, and something really cool this week that Fanatics has always done, uh, which I admired from afar, is where they do the All-Star Day, uh, and hosts kind of sit in throughout the day. 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. We're gonna have a whole. We're gonna have Baldy in studio with us. I think we're gonna have Harry in. We might have Mike Misson. It's, oh, yeah, it's gonna, gonna be a nuts. whole turntable of uh, of guests coming in, and then you know we'll have our regular guests throughout the week as always. And it's a bye week, and there's gonna be a lot of Temple focus, and uh, you know hopefully. We uh, bring in game day on Saturday. Yeah, buddy. I love it. That's yeah. right. Go Owls. And and everyone listening tomorrow, it's just awesome to be able to hear uh, 
a great morning show the day after a game in the city. I love, I love the fan reaction the day after the game, so I'm, I always look forward to Mondays. Well, Jamie, we appreciate uh, the time, man, and uh, yeah. you know, get uh, get some Chinese food, get it all ready to go, and get you ready for Sunday night. <laughs> so you feel good? What's your what's your score prediction, Jamie? I, I think it's like a twenty eight seventeen win. I think we like slow it. down their offense. I like it. Nice. Well, we appreciate it, Jamie. We'll catch you uh, all next week on the morning show, man. Yeah, keep up the great work, guys. Uh, absolutely. Um, no, big thank you again awesome. to Jamie Lynch for always yeah, joining us. And that's awesome stuff, man. I was here last year for the All-Star Day, and, and it was it was just a very unique, very cool radio experience to hear all these people on the air at the same time, to not know who was coming on, and, and you get to hear all your favorites throughout the whole day. It, it's, a, it's just a really, really cool thing and a, and a very exciting thing for the station. Yeah, plus, they, you know, they, they kind of kick off the weekend, just like Nick has been saying, it's one of the things that I've heard all week. On the station, everywhere else on the blogosphere, what happens when you have Kiko Alonso, when you have, you know, Ryan's, when you have a Ken- healthy Kendrick's, Kendrick's yep. who's who's going to gonna go today, uh, and it's, I, for whatever reason, I think it's just going to be the old 13, 14 snaps, and uh, my hamstring hurts again. I really think they should have just... Wait, that's never happened yeah, that's with never happened. him? Great, 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 uh, great start He's to like his He's like a extension. bastion of health. All that guy does is stay healthy. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Who's, uh, you know... All the things about it being injury prone and why is Chip doing this? And of course, it's just, you know, one of our own just is doing the same thing. But when they're healthy, how do you rotate this? You can't take Jordan Hicks off. Uh, and Nick brought up the point well, where w- would you stick him at outside linebacker? And in theory, I just think that it is. It's a it's a good theory. I think they could take some form of packages there if they move to that four three under. There's certain plays and certain stunts that they could do, but uh, in in reality, no, I, I, really. yeah, <laughs> no, because and, and this is why it's just because when you look at the size of Brandon Graham and even Connor Barwin, I know Connor Barwin's kind of like an in between tweener, but that's a lot of the reason why why he doesn't have that force push where he just kind of has the one spinorama move. And the pressure, he's more the cleanup crew than he is providing the pressure. So if you were to put, you know, Kendricks or Kiko or Hicks, Hicks is probably the only guy that I could see doing that off the edge with certain occasions. Because he's so smart. Right. And, and uh, you know, Marcus Smith versus Marcus Smith, I'd take any of them because, they can't, you know, that guy can't get any pressure either. I've seen Aldr- Andrew Salchunas play a, a heck of an outside linebacker. I'd take him too. He is a force in but, uh, flag football. It, but you just can't you can't rely on that. The, the left tackles and right tackles in this league, they're just too big. Yeah, it's a great point. And, and you would hope that you could do something with those guys because you, if you've got four talented guys or at least three really talented guys and, and a guy like D'Amico, who means something on the field, you know, is a leader out there, whatever. It's important. But to get them on the field, I just don't think that there is a way you're going to be able to do it. I think packages is what it is. It's going to be rotating guys in and out. Kendricks is a great blitzer. You're going to see him in a lot of third down type of packages. I think they're going to use Kiko potentially as a a dime kind of linebacker, a nickel linebacker. I think he'd be great there. So I think it's, yeah, I think it's just, look, you got a lot of talent there. I think you just have to kind of play to those strengths. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, I see a lot of people on the board. We want to get to all your phone calls before we do. It's nine nine fifteen. Godfather Locks is is going to join us. We're going to do some NFL picks, and that's going to lead you straight into the London game uh, with the Bills and Jaguars. Let's go to Mike on the cell. Mike, what's happening, man? Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, we're on the way to uh, the game. Yes, nice. so, yes. So you're you're in in NC as we speak, or are you heading down now? Actually, um, I've been an Eagles fan since I was a baby, man. And we're actually—I'm from Florida. We drove up to meet some of my buddies. Ooh, oh, nice. wow! Like awesome. It. Yeah, man. So we did the whole road trip. I'm actually super hungover right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. 
But, Fits in uh, with the rest of the Sunday morning crowd right now, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, can we get well, just you got to get a little hair of the dog there and, you know, go, go right just at it. Just not while you're driving. Not <laughs> yeah. while you're driving. No, once you get to the game, that's fine. Yeah. But, yes, we, w- we would oh, love yeah. an Eagles chant. Give us an Eagles chant from the game, from Caroline. Let's do this. All right, all right. You guys ready? Ready. Yeah. Ready. Yeah. Right. One, two, three. E-A-D-L-E-S-G-O! Yes, that's beautiful. Yeah, no, dude. we love it, Mike. And, and <laughs> Mike dri- obviously, awesome. if, you've been, if you've been up all night, you know, drive safe, pull over if you need to. But that was awesome. Keep that momentum Yeah, and then going. they're going to go there, and they're going to bring it. And it's it's awesome. I've heard, uh, just to, to touch on that, heard a lot of fans heading down. I think there could be some green down there. Well, completely taking over. You want to know why? Because the Carolina fan base sucks. <laughs> It's bad. They it's have terrible. fans? They have, no, they don't. That's what I'm saying. It's like Charlotte's one of those towns where it's just, it's all about college it's basketball. College and it's, it's Duke NC and nothing else. Everyone's boring. Like all their matchups, even the matchups that I'm reading down there locally. And they're like, hey, man, there's all the ding, dang, well, they don't. I mean, like, you, the, the, not to, you know, obviously Philly is, is unique in a lot of ways, but what do we have? 12, 13, 14, 15 beat writers who cover the team on an everyday basis. There's like one down there. There's like yeah. one guy. <laughs> you just hear like, it's weird because I, I started listening to some of their sports radio down there and it's, it's just every other fan base. There's like Steelers fans calling in. There's Cowboys fans calling in. It's very weird to kind of listen to that as we go to Steven on the cell. Steven, what's happened this morning, man? What's going on, guys? How you doing? Yo, what's up, Steve? Buddy? Hey, uh, real quick question. Obviously, we want the Birds to win tonight, but who are you guys pulling for in that Giants-Cowboys Great game? question. Well, yeah, we, we mentioned that with BLG. I am definitely 100% rooting for, or excuse me, I want the Cowboys to lose. I'm rooting for the Cowboys oh, to lose. Oh, there we go. I feel the same oh, way. Oh, you're yeah. both wrong. You're How outnumbered here, Zeltzer. No, I don't You guys are wrong. It's fine. <laughs> but I want, yeah, I want him. I want him buried by the time Tony and Dez come back. Yes, no, no, same way. And and the fact that like, listen, I I don't know. There's there's some form of murky. What is exactly wrong with Dez's foot? Like that was all a smoke show this week. Is oh, you might play this week. There's no way you're playing. Uh, you know, with a six to eight yeah. week injury, well, it was back. all the stuff you said, saw. Us basically said if he he's rewriting, you know, the, the post surgery recovery if he comes back this quickly. My thing is that I think Dallas is buried. I'm not scared of that team. They have Matt Castle playing quarterback for them. They have looked atrocious. The Giants are better than the Cowboys. Thus, I'm rooting. Against the Giants, yes, and uh, and then Stephen, we appreciate the call, buddy. And that's uh, that's another that's another Florida guy that's an Eagles fan down there. So that's why you're seeing a lot of these that these people take over is because there's just a lot of different transplants. The Eagles, you know, travel pretty well. Uh, and also, if you are traveling today, if you're around, you might want to travel on down uh, to 18th and JFK. That's where Misconduct Tavern is. That's where the Fanatic pregame show is happening with Jeremiah Trotter, Devon Givens, and Michael Bradley, and will broadcast today at 6 p.m. That's when they kick it off, and they take you right up to kickoff. Uh, also, you can join John Marks and the Fanatic for the away game viewing party at the uh, Xfinity Live tonight at 8.30. So we're one lucky fan, and we could use, everybody could use <laughs> this kind of a chunk of change. And it's really easy, because all you got to do, show up, hang out, have a good party, and somebody is going to win $25,000 at halftime. That's, that's ridiculous. That's a lot of money, man. That would, that would yeah, so be pretty good. Show up for the Yingling, stay for the $25,000. That's how it you know, So that'll, uh, that'll be a, a lot of fun here. We got uh, Godfather Locks coming up here in just a little bit at 9.15. Glad you're on Auxiliary. How y'all doing? Good, What's man. up, Will? 
Yeah, driving to the game, man, from Wilmington, North Carolina. Yeah, hey, they're all over. Yeah. I love it, Will. I love it. What uh, yeah, did you just buy yeah. tickets now, or uh, you know, was this impromptu, or is this a planned trip? Man, here? I got them. I got. I knew they were going to go up because the Panther bandwagon is out in full force. I <laughs> they are crazy, man. The, the shirts are out. It's nuts, but good for them, man. Good for them. I work with a lot of them down here. I'm originally from Wilmington, Delaware, but um. You know, come down here to the Coast Guard, man. It's good to see them be 5-0, and oh, but it's going to be better to see them 5-1. Oh, man. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> That's awesome, Will. Uh... Pound Murray, Pound Murray, Pound Matthews at the old school Jared Allen all game. Stay away from the inside zone runs. Pound them to the outside all day long. They're going to have that. Watch. That's my... That's the game right there. That's what I'm going to be looking for. Yes, the whole Will. Game. Yes, I love it. I love that it. That was Will. awesome. Will with the scouting report. And I love it. Yeah, no, and I, I agree with them. That's where you got to go. Uh, but uh, before we get into all that, we got about 10 minutes left. We're leading you right up. Just keep it here because Jaguars, Bills, it's going to be awesome. It's, it's something you can enjoy and listen to. Get your NFL started right uh, from London. And uh, before we do that, let's get into the NFL picks. Time to ring the bell and play some bets. Hey, I don't want your money punching my money. Here come our NFL picks. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. Well, as far as it all goes... We all did pretty well last week. I think we went above 500. Two and one uh, for each of us, and then three and one for those of us who, who picked the Eagles. But but the guy who's joining us right now, you want to talk about, about winning games. 16 and five in his last 21. Not too shabby. <laughs> That'll win you some money. Yeah, that, that'll definitely win you some money. Also, you can go to the site for all of his picks, godfatherlocks.com. He joins us right now on the Comcast Business Hotline. Godfather, what's happening this morning, man? How are you? What's, what's happening, guys? I love uh, love joining you every Sunday. It's one of my favorite segments uh, all week long. So uh, you guys do a great job. And there's nothing, nothing better than a rainy Sunday talking football and watching a game in about 15 minutes. That's yes. right. Well, let's start right there, my friend. Let's uh, go to uh, heading to Mr. Salchunas by the glass. Behind the glass, right? What the hell am I saying? He's uh, by it, too. He's next to it. What is it's both. What's the line for the 930 game here? Who sir? knows where I am? I'm all over the place today. <laughs> That's very uh, true. Game one, we're going overseas for the Bills-Jags game in London in about uh, 13 minutes. The Bills are favored three and a half. God- I'm the fanatic here. Yes. Did uh, we mention that? Yeah, we mentioned that. Godfather, where, who do you have in this one? Yeah, I think the Jaguars might need a trip to London to change what they've been doing here in the States. They absolutely stink. One in five, but... The line opened up at four and a half, down to three and a half. I don't like what the Bills have done the last couple weeks. No Tyrod Taylor. I would grab the three and a half, look for a field goal type game, maybe even an outright steal by the Jaguars. I'll take the Jags, man. I'm going to do what I do best, and that's follow the Godfather. Love the Jags here. Uh, the thing I love most is they've been over there a few times. That's mm-hmm. tough to go over there and, and deal with that, you know, the, the trip across the pond to go play in London. It's a tough thing. It's a different schedule. Football players are players of habit. I think that's a big advantage for the Jags. I like the Jags outright. Wow. That's uh, – see, I, I, I would – I hate this game <laughs> as far as, like, trying to pick it against yeah. the spread. Oh, it's so miserable. But here's what I'm going to do. Ring the bell! <laughs> Listen, I don't care how if 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 uh, Madonna was playing quarterback for the Buffalo Bills, Gus Bradley needs to stay in London 
His ass needs to be fired because he is terrible. He and might not come back. He, that winning culture that he's trying to create down there has not existed in three years now. So uh, I'm going to go with Buffalo. I'm going to take the points, and it's going to be an interesting game and keep it locked into the Fanatic. Andrew, where are we heading to next? We're coming back to the States for the Steelers-Chiefs game in Kansas City. Alex Smith and the Chiefs are favored by three over Pittsburgh and Landry Jones. Look at that. You go from fish and chips to some barbecue. Hey, I like that. Nice. That's a, that's like a, it. It's a step forward in my mind uh, back in America. Uh, I, I hate this game to pick just like you said <laughs> on the last one. Uh, it started off with the Steelers as a favorite. Now it's swung the other way to KC. Even having said that, I just I can't pick against the Steelers. I think their defense is playing really well. A lot of weapons. I don't like Landry Jones per se, but I think he's better than Michael Vick. At least he's been there and knows the offense. And I just think this Chiefs team is atrocious. No Jamal Charles. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take the points of the Steelers. I don't feel great about it. I, I think they win the game, but I'm not I'm not feeling very good about it. You know what? You want to know why it's hard to pick all these games? And it's because. There's only two NFL games today that I think are playing each other that have records above 500. That's so that's why bad. it's really hard. That's why you need to go to GodfatherLikes.com because he can make those tough decisions. I'm going to actually go with Kansas City here. Uh, I like them at home. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still obviously the defense has been way up and down this year. The offense has been struggling. But for whatever reason, I just Landry Jones, this this again, the Pittsburgh hype is coming out here. I'm not buying it. It's Landry freaking Jones. He's not that but good. We know that Oklahoma quarterbacks are great. We see it here every week. <laughs> so I'm taking Kansas City in the points. Godfather, who do you have in this one? Yeah, yeah, John. It uh, looks like uh, Mad- can Madonna play quarterback for the Steelers today. Uh, like- <laughs> How about the Eagles? Uh oh. <laughs> Landry Jones, I'll tell you what. Yeah, he went to Oklahoma. James and yeah, Oklahoma quarterbacks are just doing fine here in Philadelphia as well. I think the Chiefs here, the line screams Chiefs because all I got to know about is the line. I mean, it's, it's really all I need to know. And take the Chiefs at home. They're due for a win. Our buddy Andy Reid needs to get off the schneid. Get a freaking win, and you're at home. Eat some barbecue. Latest three points, man. The Chiefs are a great play today. Uh, Mr. Salchunas, where are we heading to next? Got another exciting game in the NFL today with the uh, Jameis Winston and the Tampa Bay Bucks. They head to Washington where the Redskins are favored by three. The hottest game of the week. <laughs> Washington Deshaun and Deshaun Jackson not playing, by yeah, the way, in still, case you didn't know. Still not playing. Uh, opened at four and a half, or excuse me, minus four. It's come down to three. Three and a half in some places. Uh, Washington the favorite. Washington <laughs> the favorite, obviously. I, I think I'm going to, I don't know why I'm doing this. I just have a feeling that because, and maybe I just want it out of will, I want Washington to be awful. I'm going to take Tampa and the points uh, in this one. Godfather, who do you have? Yeah, I'm going to take Tampa Bay in this spot. I mean, you look at Washington, the last couple of weeks, they have not played well. I mean, you think about last week against the Jets, that second half, they were atrocious. I'll take Tampa Bay on the road. I kind of like what Doug Martin's going to do today. I think Winston could keep him in there. They probably win the game outright. If not, you get the cover. I'll take Tampa Bay in the spot. Outright is right. I'm with you guys. I think they win this game. How about this one? Washington is a favorite. Is 53 and 84 and three against the spread in their last however many games that is. So uh, uh, that's a big time stat right there. But uh, I just think Tampa Bay is not not that bad. Coming off a bye, I, I think Washington's not a very good football team. Have looked really bad lately. I, I'll take uh, I'll take the points, but I think they win it. I think Tampa Bay takes this game. Uh, so let's get down to the big meat and potatoes here, Mr. Salchunas. What is the spread for the Eagles? And the Carolina Panthers. Tonight's Sunday night game, Eagles, Panthers, Carrie Underwood, Panthers, <laughs> minus three. Waiting. Sorry. No, Sorry. no, no, go ahead. No. I was saying waiting all night for Davos <laughs> now. Uh, so here's the thing. Uh, since, uh, what is it, 1978, Eagles are 18 and 14 on Sunday night football. 
Uh, I don't know. I, I just have a feeling that Chip's record is a very positive one here on Sunday night football. They play better under the lights. Uh, you know, it's 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 a back and forth. Godfather, you don't have to give us the spread, but who do you think is going to take this one down on Sunday? Uh, look, I, I gave you guys the Eagles last week. I told you it was one of my best plays last Monday, and it hit. And I, I feel confident again this week, man. It might not be my best pick on the website today, but – the three-point line is telling the Eagles the Panthers are due for a loss. I'll take the Eagles on the road, a big win going into the bye. And if not, again, this is where the points come into play. There, A lot of dogs may be screaming today. They might lose by a field goal, guys. I think this is a close game. I'll take the Eagles plus the points. Wow. Yet again, I'm right on right on line with the godfather here. I, I think it's a three-point game, one way or the other. Uh, I, I think that... Just There's something telling me the Eagles are going to win this game. I think coming off the two wins, heading into the biggest matchup of the season against a, a 5-0 and team that's smelling themselves after finally winning in Seattle or a revenge win after the playoffs last year. I'm going to take the birds. Low-scoring game, 17-14. to No offense whatsoever. The Eagles pull it out. I agree with everything that you guys are saying as far as how this one would end up. Uh, I feel like the Eagles' defense is going to play. It matches up so well. We didn't touch on it a lot. But that wide receiving core is so awful that you can just match up different guys and you can key on guys like Greg Olson. You can contain Cam Newton. It just comes down to the Eagles' offense, which will fail them. And the Panthers <laughs> no, no. will take this one 20-17 because I am riding the streak yeah, of picking against the Eagles. It's been working. And it's been working out here, my friend. So, uh, Godfather, we appreciate all the time, my friend. And Godfatherlocks.com. Check them out for sure. Thanks for joining us, my man. Absolutely, guys. Enjoy the games. Uh, and go Eagles, man. Go there Birds, go indeed. Birds. Uh, so uh, just as we're wrapping up here, uh, we uh, just want to remind – oh, also remind you, this is, this is the most important part here. And, and it's a really tough time to kind of pick this out because, again, a lot of sloppy games out there. As we mentioned, the Fanatic knockout pool. Got to go to the contest page. You got to do it right now. 97.5thefanatic.com. Check your status. Make the picks. You got to be the last one standing for an Apple vacation valued at $2,500. The Fanatic Knockout Pool is brought to you by Just Chimneys. Called to Just Chimneys. Now before the weather gets cold and prices go up, Just Chimneys, making your fireplace safe for the holiday season. 79 people left. And, John, we just gave three potential teams that, that people might not have taken that could be decent knockout plays today in the Bucks, the Jags. I, I didn't agree on the Chiefs, but I, I like those two plays, and, and Godfather, and you like the Chiefs. So th- those are three teams that could still be on the board for people. That being said, we thank everybody for listening. Listening to BGN Radio, presented by BleedingGreenNation.com. Check us out at BGN underscore radio. We're going to lead you as uh, right after the commercial break. It's Jags. It's Bills. We're getting pumped up for Sunday night. Drink your coffee. Put a little JMO in it. It's time to get crazy because this team needs to win, baby. Let's go, Birds. Let's go, Birds. And uh, thank you very much for listening right here (laughs) on 97.5 The Fanatic. Let's go, Eagles. E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles!